Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Hello and welcome to the IHTF 2022 Outtakes. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes. It was an intensive program with two rooms, one looking at technology and operations and the other explored marketing and distribution. In this episode, I speak to Marcel Stiller, Director of Business at Sendine, about some of the learnings from the conference floor. But first, in the panel addressing the role of OTAs, I was joined by Robert Strandroom, VP and Revenue Reservations Distribution of the Set Collection, and John Seabury, Group Revenue Manager at Sarova. Travel Market Life. Now, both of you were telling me um, that you've really reduced the number of channels and focusing just purely on Expedia and Booking.com as your OTA third-party mix. Uh, Why is that particular uh, your focus and and, and why no more channels, uh, John? Um, Really because Booking.com and Expedia have got the biggest distribution. Any OTA that you could work with directly is generally an affiliate of either Expedia or Booking.com. by natural uh, connection, you're already represented on those channels, um, so you can either work directly with them, which creates another cog in the wheel, um, another channel to manage, another distributor in your channel manager, etc., etc., or you can just let that OTA get your rates availability from ExpediaBooking.com, and, and obviously that's the simpler way to do it. That's been a similar approach that you've taken at the set collection there as well. And, 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 and tell me how, how you've also altered your direct channel experience there, please, Robin. Yeah, um, we, we invest quite heavily in our own kind of digital marketing and CRM um, because, of course, you know, we, we want to drive as much direct business as possible. Uh, but we also see the OTAs as quite a crucial part of our direct strategy. You know, we're, we're a collection, uh, small in the grand scheme of things, of eight hotels. Um, and with our resources, uh, you know, it's not feasible that we're going to be in every corner of the globe but targeting every single market where there's an opportunity. Uh, so we, we very much use the OTAs as a kind of billboard effect. Uh, you know, generally speaking, more than half of OTA bookers will visit your website at, at some stage. Uh, so you know, that's also why we invest very heavily in our, in our own booking experience and, and website experience. Um, in the first instance, to convert as many people as possible uh, to end up booking on our website. But if that doesn't happen, in the second instance, making sure they have a great stay uh, and the next time they, they choose to come to our destination, uh, they choose us and they choose us directly. I mean, the OTAs invest a lot of money into new development, innovation, technology, uh, really to capture that guest, um, a lot around sort of the preferences of the visitor to their site, which allows them to display their rooms and rates in such an effective method that it really is talking and resonating uh, with the visitor. Um, in what ways can you compete with that? Um, or um, how do you uh, try to really make your proposition um, more more, more, more um, exciting for the visitor to your site? I mean, for us, direct channels our own website or our own booking engine. We can really only list what we have available. As long as we do that efficiently, then that's going to work and it's simple for the customer to find and understand they've got what I want or they don't have what I want and, and then they can make a decision from that. With the OTAs, they've got such a plethora of hotels, they've got to cover umpteen uh, features, facilities, preferences to you know to 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 reach every booker's desire and and what every hotel has to offer. So if we don't have all of those things, there's no point in us listing them. 
or trying trying to present them because we don't have them. So we just go, this is what we have. If it's what you're looking for, great, please book us. If it's not what you're looking for, sorry, we can help you on this occasion. And how much do you use the wider range of products and services that the OTAs offer? Is it important for you to um, really engage in some of those or do you keep it quite simple uh, in a way that you list yourselves on the OTAs there, Robin? Yeah, we, we definitely don't um, try to compete with them on that. Um, also because, you know, um, as John mentioned, they are uh, speaking to a much wider audience. So uh, we, yeah, I guess we stay true to ourselves as hotels. We, we offer, you know, experiences by you know, uh, by the guests coming directly to us, but it will be um, at the level that we're offering. So, you know, as, as an example, Booker.com might offer you a, a taxi um, after you've made your booking. Um, we, we would offer you a, a chauffeur-driven luxury, you know, Mercedes-Benz or, or whatever it might be, uh, which is very much the level of service that we're wanting to provide and they know they're going to get that experience the whole way through. Now, they also say that um, OTAs do a lot of dirty tactics, a lot of dirty tricks. Um, are there any particular ones that you could potentially, uh, you've, you've come across and you've had to deal with um, in, in, in your, with your hotel brand? Uh, sure, they do a lot of direct marketing for their loyalty members which is outside the, the scope of the general shop front that the public see. So they will contact those members directly one-to-one, -one, effectively. Um, they will often uh, subsidize their own discounts from their own commission levels and give a few percent off if you pay now and then the hotel takes a virtual credit card as a payment. So if you're part of those kind of programs, you will often find them uh, subsidizing their own discounts, as I say. Um, and uh, switch selling as well. You know, a customer looks up a particular hotel and they'll go, okay, that's available, but we've also got these available. These are much better hotels, or these are much nicer, or these have a better score, or these have a better discount, and all that sort of stuff, and, and which is a little unfair, because the customers look for the Rembrandt, for example, and then suddenly they'll be offered one of our competitor hotels, and that's a little bit unfair, where, where they're pushing those, rather than giving the guests what they actually want. Is this something you see with the set collection then? Yeah, I think, uh, how long have you got really? We could spend all day talking about these and I think yeah, sure. in the past five minutes there's probably five new things. So it, it's just something to always be on top of. Some, some of them you can do something about, others you can't. Um, one specific example I would give um, is to really uh, invest in some software that allows you to uh, monitor parity across different points of sale. So, you know, we quite often see, for example, our London hotel, if we're looking at parity from the UK, it all looks good. But if you start changing your point of sale, let's say to Brazil, actually they might be giving a 5% discount there for whatever reason. So really be on top of it from that point of view as well. Uh, what, what product is that? So that uh, anybody listening can get an insight to that. Um, uh, so the product that we work with actually is a system called Fornova, uh, which I would highly recommend. A very advanced kind of rate parity system also makes kind of test reservations for you and all of that. Highly recommend. Wonderful, thank you. Any we, advice that you give? We have a similar, just to follow on Robin's point there about uh, software to monitor booker behaviour. Two systems, so our uh, rate shopper, OT Insight, also do destination and device shopping. But another system that we use, which is uh, very intuitive for us, is called Optimand. Um, and what they do, it's so clever and it's so simple, they put, out of my pay grade, some sort of script on your own booking engine and what it tracks is the activity of people who look but don't book, which you could never get otherwise. So we can see through Optiman what dates people are looking for but not booking. So they're just window shopping. 
and that identifies to us for some reason three dates in six months time there seems to be a peak in demand what's going on why are a lot of people looking for these dates and we can revenue manage that look find out oh there's an event that's just been announced or a concert or something okay we need to uh, maybe put prices up for that or put a, a stay restrictions in place also shows us you know where they're shopping from what country they're coming from and, and various other dynamics um, and we can also uh, this is a, a great competitive tool against the OTAs so within Optiman we can load promo codes and specify certain demographics for a booker who's for example they've looked twice already but not booked and the third time they've come back it will automatically populate a promo code in the booking engine to give them a discount or you're coming from a certain country or you certainly done or whatever I mean there's so many or you've come from a particular search engine but so many things and then we can instantly go in and go we know you've been here before here's five percent off please convert your booking that's a great tool it's called Optimum Thanks. Thank you very much indeed, John. Uh, any other um, products or technologies that you've been using there, Rob, uh, within, within, within the uh, monitoring of your rates and OTAs, etc.? Yeah, I mean, um, OTA Insight is actually something we use as well, um, more so on the kind of rate shopping side, but yeah, it's got an excellent um, parity tool, and uh, we've recently started working with Optiman, so I'm okay. looking forward to uh, benefiting from all of that. But no, I mean, we're constantly looking at technology. I think we... Um, the investment in a CRM is absolutely critical, no matter what your size, um, because that really helps you to understand your customer as well. And the better you understand your customer, the better you can deliver what they want directly. Uh, and also the better you can deliver what they want even on the OTAs, you know, uh, to then eventually drive them directly. So I think investment in the CRM is key as well. Can I ask you what CRM you're using? Sure, we work with uh, Sendine. Okay, and yourself? Uh, Sendine also, I completely agree with Robin, a good CRM or investment in the CRM you can do what you want it to do communicate effectively efficiently with your upcoming guests, your past guests, and uh, you know, confirmation, pre-stay, post-stay emails, and just general marketing as well, and a good booking engine. A good booking engine that's simple, slick, quick, easy to manage. We use P3, which connects directly into Opera, so there's no separate channel to manage, it just pulls availability directly from Opera, just as a res agent in front of this person in it's, it's as intimate as that. And it's uh, very slick, very affordable, and uh, works great. Uh, Robin, I mean, both of you seem to have uh, almost similar, almost identical tech stacks. What's your booking in? Uh, we work with Synexus. Um, however, actually, um, to that point, we, you know, we, we also kind of recognise Synexus as a massive global platform, um, and you know, didn't maybe quite deliver the kind of luxury, uh, slick. Uh, experience we wanted. It's very powerful and you can do a lot with it, but we wanted maybe another layer of luxury. So we actually uh, partnered with a, a third party to build our own kind of skin that sits on top of it, which also gives us a lot more flexibility in terms of uh, the customer journey and making it more dynamic, but most importantly, giving a more kind of luxury feel on top of that, um, which is more true to the kind of experience we're, we're selling. Uh, final question, uh, let you guys go for your break, is um, the International Hotel Technology Forum. What's the value that you get from this event? I mean, John, you've been coming for uh, near on seven events now. This is my seventh one. It uh, would have been my ninth, but obviously we missed two over the last couple of years. But uh, no, it's brilliant. It's, uh, it's a great opportunity to network, find out what companies are doing or have done in the previous 12 months of systems of offering, catching up with colleagues and, and, and people from all over the world and just finding out what everybody's doing. It's, it's the, in my opinion, it's the best event for uh, hoteliers to really understand what's going on 
and keep on top of it. How about yourself, Robin? Yeah, I'd echo that. I think um, you get information at these kind of events that you just won't get uh, anywhere else in terms of understanding the new technology out there. And uh, you know, I think we're in an industry where we can quite often sit in our comfort zones or just kind of repeat what's worked in the past. So you've got to get out to these kind of events to really see what's new and new ways of thinking and by networking and yeah, highly valuable. Travel Market Life. I'm with Marcel Stiller, the new business development director at Sendine. Um, now, you've been here at IHTF today. Uh, what have been some of the key takeaways and learnings that you've got from some of the hoteliers? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for, for asking. Because I think that's the, the, the biggest challenge which you still see in market is the fragmented tech stack. And uh, I had some great insights in what are our thoughts about AI and these kind of things. And still before we move into that direction, I think we come back to that, what has been discussed in the market for a long time, bringing data uh, in one spot. Have make sure you have one profile per customer before you can start doing some magic on that data, right? So that's for me, I think the key takeaway that we're not there yet, but you see the movement in the right direction, right? Yeah, I mean, you talk about the fragmentation in the market. Now, we've seen such great moves uh, in the last few months, particularly Sendine and the uh, consolidation um, of other other companies in the marketplace. I guess this is much needed for hotels to have a better idea to simplify their tech stack um, because, I mean, there's been a lot of new apps and systems coming out in the marketplace. So um, what, what, how important is it for a tech company to really be supporting hotels and how do you support hotels with making their decisions of the right systems? Yeah, very good question. Uh, I think in your normal day you work with apps like, you know, like Facebook and, and, and other apps where you're expecting a very seamless experience and also a personalized experience and the same goes for your buying behavior probably on Amazon etc. So that's exactly the direction the entire industry is also moving to because that's the expectation a customer has and same at the same time we see a lot of uh, challenges if, if it comes to finding staff in hotels um, and hotels and their automa automation, but also the easiness of use of a system is getting more and more important, right? So, uh, and that's exactly where we come back to what I mentioned before. Th that's only possible if you start integrating the different worlds, because if you want to personalize, you need to understand your customer. And you can only do that if you have the data on that person in one single depository, so, uh, or a CDP, which we call in our, um, in our case. So if you have that data in one spot, you can understand your customer, and you can personalize every touch point on the guest journey of this specific customer. Uh, and that's, that's key, and, and that's gonna be the most important, I think, journey for the next couple of years for all OTAs. Now, physical events are coming back. Maybe we're not seeing the big scale exhibitions just yet, but a lot yeah. of these, these conferences. What value are you getting from the IHGF? Why did you come? <laughs> well, first of all, it's really nice after two years Kind of sitting at home like everyone right so to be out there and, and to meet people again because that's what our business loves and does right and yeah we couldn't do that for a long time so that's the most important part for me to get a sense what is what is currently going on in the market meet people um yeah it's a completely different experience and at the same time with this event it's a beautiful opportunity to meet a lot of people in a very short 
um, short time because otherwise typically as a tech provider you would you know visit your customers which you typically do but you travel throughout the entire country or different different countries where you then in this specific case are responsible for but here I can meet a lot of people at the same time and it's a high level quality of people being here so you see a lot of CIOs etc being here so they do have an understanding of of the topics being discussed here and also exactly the persons we want to meet so that's that's I think very important wonderful Marcel thank you very much thank you travel market life listen to interviews with NH Hotels Accor Melia Falkensteiner Resorts and Circle Collection in the IHTF outtakes and the Hoteliers Voice series to hear other hoteliers talking about their strategies for more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.